is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. Hey, real quick, before things start, here is a preview, <laughs> a short preview of a conversation that Clayton Beerman and I had longtime season ticket holder, fellow goalkeeper, union card carrying member, about the tribute that the club did for Peter Benetti uh, this past week. Um, he is now buried at the club. They had a great ceremony for him since his passing. Now that COVID has um, calmed down. Anyways, uh, the full conversation will be on our Patreon page. is a free article. So go ahead and head there uh, and check it out for the full conversation. In many respects, he started a trend in the way goalkeepers played. Um, it's, it's hard to know when, from my perspective, when it actually changed. But during Peter Bonetti's time, goalkeepers weren't very big. And Peter was actually one of the smaller ones, but he was very agile and he was brilliant in the air. Um, and the other thing, he was incredibly brave, really, really brave, which is something you don't see. I was thinking about this. You don't see it so much anymore. And it's because I suppose the, the, the number of sort of one-on-ones that you get these days, defences are so tightly packed and you know the game is so compacted itself that you don't actually see goalkeepers having to come out that often. And when they do come out now, they just try and make themselves as big as possible. Then you never see them actually go to the feet of an oncoming forward, which is what goalkeepers in Peter's time used to do. All right. A lot more information uh, we covered, discussed the whole ceremony from start to finish and, and more about uh, Peter Bernetti's legacy at the club. So again, uh, full conversation over on Patreon for free. Go check it out. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast. As always, your jet pilot, Brandon, joined by my <laughs> co-jet pilots, Nick and Dan. Inside joke, because we've got Yannick here to break down oh, the Middlesbrough man. FA Cup semifinal match. But look, Nick, when you banter with Yann for 15 minutes for the pod, I'm not just going to like flip the switch and come in hot and serious. Like, no. It's real. Yeah. The vibe no. is off. No, the the vibe, uh, we didn't really have a chance with the vibe today, I'll be honest. Uh, we're looking at the side of Yen's head right now because of a camera <laughs> failure. <laughs> and and it's, uh, you know, Yen, will you explain to the people uh, what, what's happened with your technology today? Professional YouTuber here. Okay, yeah. so... <laughs> Maybe a portion of your of your listenership have seen my channel, uh, especially lately. I have a two camera system and a switcher. One main camera, I press the switcher and I turn to view it. Now, for some reason, on the software we're using, only this camera is working. And because I want to look at the guy's, you know, beautiful faces, they have to stare at the side of my face. And it's a <laughs> peculiar dynamic. Uh, I, I'm looking at the side of my face. I hate it. My jawline's not as good as I want it to be. I feel a little bit fat. I feel like I need to shave, and I don't like my nose. Thank you for having me. Well, right. it's going to be great if we ever need to pick you out of a lineup because the side profile will be etched into our mind's I know this eye man. after an hour. <laughs> I know this man. That's Is this it, a reverse power play? Did like Yannick go from putting us on one to like reversing yeah. on himself, and now yeah. he's like unfortunately twitching? Yeah. yeah. So, All right. Yeah, well, anyways, it. look, it's been a long time. Since we've had an official chat with Ian, obviously we stay in touch uh, through the WhatsApps and everything like that. But it's good to have you. Obviously, yes, he does. I think two to three different Chelsea YouTube channels, uh, an only Yans account, which is proprietary to him. Absolutely. Uh, you should definitely be checking out socials are in the description as always. Uh, but for this one, look, we're going to be talking about multiple milestones achieved. All right. Chelsea doing the business. Uh, Tuchel continuing his cup run. We're going to be talking about pressure. What pressure? Because... If you look at the stats, Chelsea, 
Um, apparently love chaos. Uh, that's all we'll say for now. And then lastly, other topics, which really just means we don't know at this point, but something might pop up uh, by the time we get to the end of the show. So anyways, Dan, let's go ahead and get a temp check from the people with the patented three-word match review. Yan, you better not try to steal this one. It's pretty well documented that we do it. Well, we had a fair number, Chelsea America with the K Sarah Sarah, Team of the Drogs with Cruising in Riverside, Neil Sarah, with the... Sarah, Span, Come on, Dan. Use, use your, use your <laughs> reading. Finish, finish what you started as well. Man. Love. Neil with the Lukaku's approving <laughs> five takes with the three emojis with a, a plane, bus, and then a shrug. Because it doesn't matter how we get to a game, we always win. Uh, Patrick with the Chaos Brings Unity. Tana with the Open Play Assist and some eye emojis. And a wonderful Mason Mount with the Champions League medal uh, gif to go with it. Uh, Queen Lon with the home Wembley is, with a little bit of uh, Yoda action there. And then there were a few from Discord that I did not put in the script because I thought they were really funny. I wanted to get Nick's in-the-moment reaction without sure. getting a chance to see it. We had S. Glazer, 06, with the cool story, Boro. I like that. I really like that. That's good. I figured you would enjoy that one. And then uh, we had the uh, 600 greater than 6,000. They used the symbol, so it counts. Sure. Is that the yep. fan count? That, that, that would be the fan count. Very cool. good. Cool. Very good. And then there was also uh, Will Bleeds Blue with the Cry Harder Burrow. It's all it's all good. Yeah. I think they you all make it. you enjoy those. Um, I put club-wide semifinalists uh, because FA Cup is clearly Chelsea's competition, uh, which we'll talk on, touch on a little bit. Uh, Dan, what about you? I went with uh, Mason's Nifty 50. All right. Nice. Oh, that's like good. That. Yeah, I like that. Dan, back to you since you're trying to drink water. I'm just going to keep throwing it your way so you can't have it. <laughs> Nick, what about you? Can <laughs> read another one? I don't have another one. <laughs> uh, I, I went with made international break. Uh, it, we can breathe for a minute, which is nice. Unclench, as a lot of people in Discord like to say. Uh, Yan, what about you? Well, thanks for giving me a heads up about this, first and foremost. I just want to put that out there. So I'm It's called, just it's say... called reading the script, Yan. <clears throat> Professional. Is there anything <laughs> I need to do to prepare? Yeah. Um, right, let me think of something profound on the spot to demonstrate my uh, intellect and Chelsea knowledge. Um, Chelsea are decent. <laughs> wow, and it's that it's it's. We how didn't about even edit that. More. How about how about okay? How about something? We didn't even. The edit game that. wasn't the game wasn't overstimulating. How about new owners ahoy, eh? Or. <laughs> new dawn rises or something profound like that yeah at the end of the international break it sure might be uh so we'll go ahead and let that one sit out there uh before we continue on dan uh big shout outs on patreon as we have some more people joining the club yeah kate and hilario joining us with some subs there but now we just want to bring it I'm a little sorry. bit further forward hilario enrique oh. yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, who knows who knows he's a it's huge fan of what we do this is the name they signed up with uh but anyway we've been doing a lot of work on patreon if you haven't seen it yet uh we've been doing in the moment recaps so we've been having joe jesse uh dropping match reviews basically short little match reviews six-ish minutes with six points from the match we've got joe doing from men's team jesse from women's team we've got phil and brandon doing weekly updates again there um we've added a multiverse of mailbag where joe and a random guest are going into uh he told me half an hour dude it was 90 minutes Come on, it's joe tweets <laughs> like two times whatever he tells me it is uh but look we do that twice a month too so we're putting a lot of extra content there uh if you want to get involved in our discord community if you want to get involved in getting some extra content if you want to be involved 
your self-supporting pod, uh, go to our Patreon page. And breathe. No Apple Podcasts, obviously. Anyone that wants to support the pod, the best way to do it for free is dropping a five-star review. It helps other people see us. And Spotify are at 4.9 out of 822 reviews on Spotify. So again, road to 1,000 there. So anyways, let's go ahead and jump into the match. It was uh, Morals FC, as the clever scriptwriter <laughs> has put in here. Uh, obviously, Middlesbrough this past Saturday, the 19th of March, in the FA Cup at the Riverside Stadium. In case you missed it, Sporting Integrity nil, Chelsea <laughs> 2, as we continue oh, the thread. Goals coming from Melo Lukaku in the 15th minute, Hakim Ziyech, birthday boy at the 31st minute. So we're going to maybe throw it over to the 5th stand app for highlights, the official Chelsea FC app. Thanks for letting us use the highlights. We'll be right back. Pelicueta trying to play their way out of defence. They've done it nicely. Brilliant, brilliant from Silva. There's that run again. The ball down the line for Mount. Lukaku on his bike early. Pulisic up there in support as well. Mount across for Lukaku. Easy as that. One nil Chelsea. Beautifully worked goal. Mason Mount the creator, and there was Romelu Lukaku to turn in from close range. His fantastic record in the FA Cup continues. His 16th goal in the competition, and Chelsea strike first with 15 played. He's got Azpilicueta and Ziyech up in support. Here's Ziyech away from Taylor looking to Ben Wong Hakim Ziyech in for two. Lovely finish from the birthday boy. The perfect way to celebrate turning 29. He scores in the FA Cup quarterfinal for the second season in succession. And the 600 Chelsea supporters on hand enjoyed that one. Borough nil, Chelsea two. Here's Lukaku. Ziyech looks a menace every time he's got it. That's a good ball as well. Fry's unsettled by it. Can only work it to Pulisic. Pulisic looking to feed Ziyech. Might come for Lukaku for three. Oh, what a brilliant clearance. How on earth did that stay out of the goal? It looked for all the world as though it was going to be 3-0 and pretty much game over. That might just have kept Borough in the tie from Dyke Steele. Now whipped it in. Werner's had a good save from Lumley to just about keep Burrow in the tie. Werner, I think, gets something on it. Decent save, nonetheless. Ziyech again, the key man in the first half. Down the line for Azpilicueta. Mount into Lukaku. Lukaku back for Mount. What a goal this would be. Can Werner tap it in? He still might do. Timo Werner. Bamba gets the block in. It would have been a wonderful goal. Bamba looks like he's gone to the ground, sells himself, but manages to twist and just get a left foot on it to make sure it doesn't go goalwards. I personally prefer it when Jake comes back in and tells us how wrong we are about stuff. Um, so if he did that here, I'll be really proud. So, Can yeah. I, uh, before, before you quickly go back in, did you see that tweet about um, that guy? It was someone saying, every the whole world's against Chelsea or wants Chelsea <laughs> to lose this game. And he goes, in other words, a Saturday or something like that. I'm paraphrasing yeah. here. Or as we call it, Saturday. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yes, well, obviously, yeah, and that tweet is contextually appropriate for this one because it is again kind of this Chelsea versus the world but it's not like just a normal day out because they're mad it's more of like oh morals FC and sporting integrity FC is Dan putting the script so uh we'll touch on more of that but Dan run us through the lineup figure well, let us figure out how we got to this situation I mean the squad's a bit thin right now uh, I think we're kind of like running onto E as we hit the international break. Well, the lacking integrity 11 uh, started with Ewamani between the sticks. It was Azpilicueta, <laughs> Thiago Silva, Antonio Rudiger, and Malang Sar who made up a back four. It was Kovacic, Loftus-Cheek, and Mason Mount as a midfield three-ish with Christian Pulisic, Kakam Ziyech, and Lukaku as an attacking three of sorts. You had Marcus Alonso, Bettinelli, Chalaba, Ross Barkley, and Kai Havertz as unused subs. And you saw Angola Conte, Timo Werner, Kennedy, 
Brady and young Harvey Vale make a cameo off the bench. Yeah, looking good. So some of the top line stats, Chelsea with 11 shots, four on target to uh, Boros, five shots, none on target. We had 61% possession, 87% pass accuracy to their 82, uh, 11 fouls to 10, uh, no cautions to their two, a couple offsides apiece and five corners to their four. The XG rounded it off. Um, it was just Chelsea the entire way. We had 2.03 to their 0.32 uh at the end so i don't know yan what do you want to touch on you want to touch on the lineup the stats the xg what stood out to you well it was an easy game uh it wasn't the most exciting um obviously two goal scorers hakim ziesh birthday boy 29 which i found probably more uh intriguing i started having like philosophical thoughts of what is hakim ziesh for us now as a 29 year old do you know what i mean is he going to enter his prime what's he doing are we going to utilize him are we only going to use him in a back four system is he going to you know waste his talent so i became quite philosophical about hakim ziesh quite a lot (laughs) even you know he scored a goal was his 29th birthday you could look at it like that but i started thinking "Mm, what's the future for him you know um I actually find it interesting that we're looking at a lineup here, I think sourced from Google. It's a 4-2-3-1. Generally, we don't play under Tuchel. We play like a 4-1-4-1 or a 4-3-3. So to have that, that double pivot and like a mount in like a free roll, I found it interesting. Nick's doing some sort of face at me. No, I mean, well, I was just going to add to that because it, it there were there were times that it was clearly a back three yesterday right. and Sar was pushed up and as or Aspie was back and then Ziesh was playing the the winger mm. role and was doing that expertly because he had all the time and space in the world so I don't sure. know if it was like a purely four back formation or not or if it was just kind of offense defense maybe yeah you're probably right and to be honest like in terms of I know certainly from Tuchel's comments there's like a load of fluidity and um, a relative amount of license even though he's you know quite strict tactically so he's probably like, look, you're going to generally occupy this part of the pitch and it's usually up to analysts and fans and pundits to decipher that as a formation. So, you know, whether it was a 4-2-3-1, I think maybe people were seeing Mount just sort of cruise around a little bit uh, and maybe that's where they gave him like, because it looks like he's playing in the hole, do you know what I mean, behind the striker. But yeah, just to end as well, I mean, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about Lukaku, but... You know, he ran on to a tap-in against the championship side. Uh, he's a hundred, And that's not... I'm not criticising him. He, I, I'm one of these people that think he is world-class at certain things. But if we continue to utilise him like this as the second striker to play in the Cups, it's essentially the Man United version of Lukaku, what you're utilising in terms of his skills. And, um, yeah, he will remain second choice, I think. But that's the sort of my main takeaways from the game, really. Thiago Silva, absolute baller. I mean, he won the man of the match for BBC. Um, and he, you know, absolutely incredible. Understandably, pundits waxing lyrical about him, like Gary Lineker. And... Um, uh, What's his name? Shearer. Bloody Shearer. He changed his tune, didn't he? I don't know if you boys are watching the BBC coverage, but pre-match, he's gone from, you know, absolutely hating on Chelsea and making suggestions about condemning stuff or, you know, basically forgetting about the club he supports, essentially. Someone had a talk with him. Hey, hey, Gary. Gary, just sit this one out, buddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not, it's, yeah, but but um, to Alan Shearer, mate, he and he and uh, he basically almost assertively made the uh, the point to be like talk about other conflicts in the world and Newcastle and stuff, and suddenly he's praising Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea as a club. So clearly, someone sat him down and said, you know, be nice, be nice. All right. Well, 
Uh, we'll get into more of that. One random stat from at Squawk said Chelsea have now reached the semifinals of the Emirates FA Cup in five of the last six seasons. 2016-17 uh, second place, won it in 2018-2019, fifth round. 2020, uh, though, second place, obviously last season, second place. And this season, uh, still a chance to write our own history. So, um, end pet shithouse moment of the match? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't yeah. really think of one. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Joe Tweets had nothing for the at, or for the XB. Uh, stat as well so we'll go ahead and take our ad break when we get back though jump right into multiple milestones achieved for the club but uh, thank you to the sponsors for financially supporting the show and we'll be right back all right dan i guess actually you know what no not you dan nick is the new owner of the content calendar thank thank god what too. the hell I mean, are we doing we're just we're on a roll and that's obviously due to my management of the calendar. is on a private jet and we're yeah. doubling down like look you guys, there's a lot of stuff happening <laughs> around the club right now. We're trying our best to get everything out in, in the most timely fashion that we can. We're doing five pod weeks forever. Uh, so uh, you're going to get more of that. International break is not going to disappoint. Uh, we're going to talk to good friend of the show, Nazar Kinsla, about all the sale updates uh, as soon as we can. We'll also do an emergency pod with with Matt uh, at some point uh, when, when things clear up a bit uh we have the women's fa cup quarterfinal match review coming out uh tomorrow we have the tinkerman uh two-parter which we've been kind of sitting on because of all the nonsense that's been going on around the club for uh for a couple weeks now so i'm really excited to hear from from yaz and joe on on their tactical takes on the team and then chelsea women have a big match against spurs uh this week so tons and tons and tons of content happening and if you are a international uh, football fan, there's going to be a lot of that happening too. So uh, stick around. We're going to have tons to talk about. Wild, wild scenes. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump in. Like I said, multiple milestones achieved. We have birthdays and records celebrated at the Riverside. The first one being Mason hits 20 goals and assists. So um, up and coming account London Blue Pod tweeting 20. <laughs> Mason Mount has amassed 20 goals and assists, eight goals, 12 assists across all competitions this season. And while we're here, huge shout out to Ishan for helping us. We are crested over 64,000 followers. He is crushing it. And part of it is just big brain tweets like this, which I'm sure it was all him. So credit where it is due. But yeah, uh, Dan, 20 goals and assists across all competitions for Mason. I, you know, we won't even get into the next Mason tweet yet. You know, I'm going to try to stick to the script here. But but stat one, record one. It's great. Nailed it. All right. Great progress. It, we think about not even... What I would argue his best or most consistent season for Chelsea. I mean, if you think about last year uh, or even kind of the year prior, definitely had a much more consistent campaigns, um, you know, but also was kind of maybe being deployed a little bit differently. Uh, you see him now finding people who can finish, which is really nice. That's that's a, a part mm. of one of the story. Uh, but then uh, also finding ways to kind of contribute uh, his goals as well. I know people are like, oh, man, he scored a hat against Norwich. Everybody scores goals against Norwich. Uh. Yeah, but if you don't take the opportunity to score, you don't get the goal on your record. So... Like, can, I, I can I say something on that then? Sorry, yeah, man. jump I, in, jump I in. No, I know you're... Needle them as well. Needle those people as well. I hope it's a Wayne Gretzky quote. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, <look. laughs> That's actually a Michael Scott quote. Thank well, you very much. I, uh, 
I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Oh yeah, he scored against Norwich. He scores goals and exists because yeah, because no one else in our team was. Because usually the people <laughs> who put that on him is like, they're like, yeah, but your boy didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I absolutely hate that. I'm with Dan. I echo his sentiment. I don't. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack this section, but I echo the sentiment. At times, he's not been the best. Mason Mount's known for his like tactical intelligence, his work ethic, his work rate, his understanding of the game and positioning and all that kind of gear. And, you know, at times that's not been his best. But he, it's, what's testament is all managers assess that and see that to him. He's got the numbers this season. And uh, Dan just had talked about how, I think he just said how he linked up with Ziyech. Or, you know, he, fi- he finds someone. And, that, and that's really a, a salient point here. Because I was thinking, wow, the other day, like, you know... Mason Mounts and Kai Havertz chemistry on the pitch is profound, you know, well, you know, it's really, really good. I was thinking also, wow, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's finding like Romelu Lukaku here. Oh my God. He's got a really good link up with Hakim Ziyech. Fit those three players, Havertz, Ziyech and Romelu Lukaku couldn't be three more different profiles in terms of footballing and attacker. Mm. You know what? Mason can, can combine and link with all three of them. No problem. He's that consistent there and that good chemistry in the attack. I just wanted to get that in because I was thinking about that earlier and it just winds me up when I understand if he's not your favourite player, he doesn't have to be. It's not like you're, you know, right as a Chelsea fan, you have to have love Mason Mount. But at least if you're going to have your opinion taken seriously, just accept what's happening on the pitch and see it, you know. And all one, one unifying opinion with Chelsea fans right now is everyone adores the manager. Well, you know what, mate? The manager adores Mason Mount. Sorry, mm. no. Tuchel's son. Tuchel's son. <laughs> oh, no. no, I thought we were over that. I mean, like, I'll, I'll pile on here on the love train because, I, you know, you, you think about his development, right, and what he's being asked to do right now, which, which you know, may or may not be his best position because we have only seen him play every forward role except striker over the last few years. Um, so it, it's, it's really... I I feel proud of him in a weird way for adapting to all these situations and just consistently leading from the front at 23 years old or 22 years old, whatever it is. I mean, I will, you know, the, the day that the, all the sanctions got announced and uh, you know, they played Norwich like 30 seconds after that was announced and he went out and absolutely uh, was shot out of a cannon trying to get Chelsea to win that game is something I'm going to remember forever. Mm. It's it's that kind of stuff that people, you know, the stats are are pretty good here. I mean, 20 goal contributions in a season, there's still a ton of season left is a, is a good mark to hit. It's where he should be, frankly. But I it's more than that to me. It's 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 about the leadership, it's about the passion, it's about the fact that you have a guy on your roster who could lead this club for another 10 years easily. And, and he's, and he's doing it now and he's ahead of schedule in a lot of ways, you know, the goals and assists for Lampard didn't come till he was like mid twenties. Like really, I mean, not, not in any way that we we were used to. So imagine, imagine if he gets even better. Um, the other thing I would note about this is uh, there was a long line of, of Chelsea Twitter, uh, and the receipts are out there, so you can go look at them. Who complained for a very long time that Mason Mount did not contribute open field assists for uh, X number of games uh, in his first season in the Premier League? Boy, do you look stupid now. I mean, <laughs> I, sorry, you do. And and it's something that I was 
passionate about defending him for because, I mean, we haven't had finishers for a very long time. We struggled to score goals in every season dating back to Maurizio Sarri. So uh, this is a, I think this is a combination of him improving his service and the forwards improving their finishing, which you need to do to get an assist and a goal. So there's some really basic ass uh, commentary for you about the scoring of goals and how stats work. <laughs> it's good as well, but also just to add how he how he will represent the club off the pitch as well, and how he talks and how he understands the club. That you know, I know a lot of people don't find that you know uh, overly important if they just want to watch the game sport wise. But if you're a real you know a real passionate fan in terms about thinking about the club's representation, then you know he's top of the list as well. No, no, without a doubt. Uh, tactical flexibility is key. I mean, we've seen him play a, a multitude of positions under a multitude of managers uh, and found a way to be successful. Uh, he's a he's a team over self player. Uh, and that's where it comes you know, down to it. So I think um, hmm, you, you, you're probably walking a, a, a thin line here if you're on the uh, anti mount side of the agenda. Uh, the Big 5-0, Statman Dave tweeting Mason Miles now directly contributed to 50 goals in all competitions for Chelsea. That's in 148 games, uh, 25 goals and 25 assists. A half century for the Chelsea man. Gold star. Um, I look, I think we're just going to continue to pile on. I mean, this just makes the, uh, the, the evidentiary pile, Dan, uh, that much bigger. Uh, especially because there's 25 goals and assists in here. Uh, while he's, you know, significantly more on the assists this season specifically, we know he's got goals in him. Well, the other thing we want to keep in mind is that it's at essentially t- just over 2,600 minutes when you kind of factor in all the competitions that, you know, he's done more this season, plus three, uh, in terms of total goals and assists than he did in 4,200 minutes last season. So uh, not unlikely that he could be... 25 in total maybe more which would be a real step up you know from where he was last season dan i'm confused about football is that good well see the the, the higher numbers i know you're a golf fan nick and this is a good call sometimes Mm -hmm. this is the this is the thing you would see wait a minute he had 10 goals for derby county wait a minute now he has eight you would think that was better uh it's not that's mm. you know you want it to be a higher number but okay. overall total contributions assist but, the connectivity the catalyst when we talk about chemical reactions like yam was getting into that is where mason is thriving at the moment and uh, it's wonderful to see it's like your second favorite sport bowling except you know <laughs> he, he's not hitting a turkey yet Okay, fair enough. Yeah, look, uh, you guys should see my bowling shirts. So those are those are sublime. You probably um, have like Air Max bowling shoes. You fucking weirdo. I I probably I would I would a thousand percent. What are we talking about? And like, what's what's the technique? Is it a, just a, a you see summer? me out on those lanes on a Sunday, baby? Let's go! Come on, nice. Insert Big Lebowski joke or American culture. Try, try my best over here, man. I love it. <laughs> I can't believe bowling's not big over there. You guys are really No, it, it, it is, it is. I was just thinking, like, I was just listening to you guys go off and I thought, right, this is American sarcasm. Nice. This- <laughs> <laughs> um, Yan, as you were philosophically yeah. getting in your uh, feels earlier with Ziyech, uh, he obviously got sure. a birthday goal, as we said. Absolute Chelsea tweeting that Hakim Ziyech is the first Chelsea player to score an FA Cup goal on their birthday since Mason Mount versus Morecambe in January 20. 20- you can't get away from Mason, so he might as well embrace them, man. But anyways, Inevitable. Ziyech doing the business on his on his birthday. Um, spicy little left foot. Uh, started mm. at the goalkeeper, then just fizzled away from him. Far post, low in the corner. <laughs> Felt good, yeah. looked good. 
Yeah, man. The thing is with Ziyech, right? He's just one of those players that does stuff that you think, oh, that's because well, I'm far too English. I was say, well, that's proper naughty. But um, just like does it. stuff. Yeah, he's proper naughty sometimes, mate. No, but he does stuff that you think, oh, that is, it just oozes class. I'm certain I've chatted to you, you fellows about this before, about how he's got this like audacity to him. You know, people talk about the good footballing arrogance that lets you ascend to new levels and all that kind of gear. And he is one of those players. And that's why I was sort of having that sort of philosophical moment. Like, what what is Ziyech for us now? Because... In this back four system, if we play a 4-1-4-1 where he occupies that particular space and he can just look so good and now he's added the work ethic. But is that work ethic going to go because he's pushing into his 30s and I was, you know, posing all these questions to myself and then I got really frustrated and a little bit sad like, ah, we wasted three years of him and then, you know, all this kind of stuff. But the truth is... Provided he he um he maintains this kind of new work ethic when you know he, he presses well he defends well for a couple of years he could be a very important part of what is a developing new force in Chelsea under new ownership um I don't know if, if you if we are going to talk about ownership or if we just talk about the match but I think this could be a, a, a point <laughs> no worries if not what, what I wanted to, what I, what I wanted like to say a is or anything. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What I want, no okay fine what I wanted to say is in in relation to it I think this could be a pivotal point in Chelsea's history in terms of evolution and actually becoming a little bit more systemically stable I'm not saying he's going to be a starter but I think he could be really really important I don't want to lose him uh uh, and rather than perhaps, you know, like I say, focus on this negative energy of our, we wasted this great talent, um, just hopefully see if Tuchel can continue. Because now we've had amazing Ziyech at times under Tuchel. We've seen it on the pitch. We're like, right, that works in this instance. Let's make sure, you know, we keep, we keep that in the chamber for when we need it. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't think we, I don't know. I, maybe I'm coming at this from the other side of, of your argument, but I don't think we've wasted him. I think it's been a confluence of the setup not being great for every single player on the roster, right? Yeah, And, and we'll talk about Lukaku later as to how that would affect him. Mm. And the fact that it, it seems like every time he starts to get on a run, he gets hurt. And no, that's like, true. You know, like, I, and and again, I, I, I think he's a stone-cold killer when healthy. You know, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, the the glare that he gives other players when they don't do the thing that he wants them to do. Because right? I, I believe that raises levels, you know, that kind of intensity and that kind of focus. And, you know, just kind of knowing that you could do anything you wanted to on a football pitch with your left foot uh, is is pretty special. I, I want to see him stay healthy. And, I, you know, I'd love to see him... I'd love to see the the formation that gets the best out of him, Mason, Christian, and Lukaku because it we haven't seen it this year. We've tried just about every damn combination that exists of the, the all of, gas eleven. Yeah. <laughs> just no defense whatsoever. Trev Chalba as a single center back. Let's go, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm curious as to like how things change with him if he if he wants to stay or wants to go over the summer. We'll, we'll just have to see, but. Even like the celebration yesterday, Dan, he didn't he didn't seem overly enthused again. And it's like, are we going to go I through the outing? Look, yeah, I love this. Just... It's him and Lukaku. All right. I Who just... can celebrate less? 
<laughs> it's, I, and they're good, they're really good friends as well. Yeah, so, locker you know. room shenanigans. I guarantee there it. There you go. They yeah. like they listen to the media. Those guys are like media sensitive, Dan. So like they know the conversations going around. So like I genuinely think they're just fucking with people because they know it, oh, it riles them up. Expert expert level goal scoring trolling. Uh, this is quite nice. But when you think about the fact that so you had basically 1,900 minutes of Ziyech for the entirety of last season in 39 matches. He's up to 30 played, at, you know, period in 30 this season. Um, he's now over 1,900, and we've got um, pretty sizable competitions left for him to contribute in. So that's with two more goals, one more assist. So, like, he's also finding a little bit of a better run as well. And so I think to the point you're making, and like, I don't know if, like, I think he's finding his his lane. He's finding that mm. space where he can be a valuable contributor, has found a way to continue to be healthy. I mean, obviously, the start of last season, we think about the injury that kind of took him out right before the start of the season that really yeah. derailed the start. And now he's, you know, especially with the, the lack of kind of additional width with Reese James as much in the, the lineup, you know, up in this point, he's really, I think, been able to flourish there. Yeah, I agree. And uh, something uh, in terms of where he is and that like, you're talking about finding his place and stuff, he left Ajax sort of entering his prime as the man. I, I always use this um, example of him and Bruno Fernandes being so similar. I know they play slightly different play, um, positions, but when Fernandes came to Man United, which is, you know, massive, massive club because they were so shit. He managed to tran trans transfer his persona of I am the alpha, I am the big man to Man United. He brought it with him and it, it was the perfect and he got loads of goals and assists until Ronaldo came and out alphaed him and fucked his game up. Uh, Ziyech, I think, is the same. Ziyech was the boy at Ajax, do you know what I mean? He was he was top man and he came to Chelsea when suddenly there's loads of other like superstars and you know, you it's the Premier League, you just gotta work your ass off. And granted he does that now, but I think it hit him pretty hard. So it took him a little while to like settle in. But I think they're similar in characters. And I feel like he needs to feel like take on responsibility. Like these games when he wins man of the matches and like he's everywhere and he's like pinging amazing balls aren't being met, scores a goal, two assists, working really hard. And the game's essentially running through him and he's taking responsibility. That's what I think to like, um, to, to what Dan said there, like he, he's finding his place is when he feels like the man. That he, otherwise he probably, his confidence drops a little bit and or something like that. That's how I feel it anyway. It is, it is true. I think that's the, the great uh the great problem that Tuchel has with some of these forward players is I would put Christian in that category I'd put Callum in that category I'd put uh, Lukaku in that category they all want to be the man they yeah. all want to be the number one they all want to be the alpha and they all feel like if they are the alpha I'm you know I'm projecting here but alphas feel like when they are the number one that they can lead everyone to glory Right. If it flows through them, if everyone does what they want perfectly, then it's going to work out. And what you're seeing, I think, in the way that Tuchel's setting up the team right now is he's setting it up to have the best chemistry, not to have the most alphas on the field at one time. And it works, you know, and that's just a hard pill to swallow for some of these guys. 100%. Yeah, there is there is an alpha method, but that's like the Galactico Whisperer Ancelotti style. But if you want to win in the Prem right now, you can't have that at the top, top level. 
everyone's got to work. You guys uh, didn't uh, talk about the Germans, which is interesting, but we'll let that settle uh, on the airways. <laughs> I, I did think of it. I didn't want to bring it up when, uh, Nick first, when, when Nick first said about like, oh, yeah, we haven't got the best out of the actual waste. And then he, he rightly, you know, um, dismantled my point. Well, I was thinking like, and then I reflected. I was like, yeah, because I guess I didn't think about Havertz because I was like, Havertz is just young. He'll be fine. But the truth is Havertz has been a baller for a while. So it's the same kind of goes for him as well, you know? Well, it's all it's all waves too and who's performing at a certain time or not. I mean, yeah. you know, we're going through these waves where, you know, we have one or two players who look like they're the tits and then the, you know. Like you said, injuries and coronavirus and all that kind of gear as well. Yeah. Again, I gave you another opportunity and no one mentioned Timo, so I guess that's where we're at with him. <laughs> okay. His, his, PLs, his PL is too strong. Yeah, let's... All right. Well, next up we have pressure. What pressure? Uh, continuing to weather the uh, storm ending March in quite fine form, though. Uh, again, uh, what was it? Dan's on vacation. All of the tweets in here are his. <laughs> Dan's back from vacation. Now all the tweets are his under the, the pod account. I like it. Uh, At London. Look, it, it, look, on it the, is strange. Look, look, look. look. Just with the <laughs> FA Cup, the typical reporters don't give a shit. And so the usual sources uh, that I would pull data in from are not pumping out the content. So someone had to fill the void, okay? Enter I apologize for bringing Dan you Dormer. quality, Brendan Repo- Busby. <laughs> Reporter Dan in the house. What's up? Wow. I hope you don't start a sub stack off this. <laughs> 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 Anyways, you tweeted uh, accurately. Chelsea in March 2022. Matches played six. Results 1-6. Drew none. Lost none. We scored 15 goals, all absolute bangers. We conceded four f- <laughs> against us, which are all VAR, you know, mistakes. So we're essentially yep. flawless. We advanced in the FA Cup twice. Uh, we advanced to the Champions League quarterfinals. We remained third in the Premier League on 59 points. Tuchel and company striving amidst the chaos. Uh, or thriving, either way. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! What did I say? So- Got him! Striving? No, oh, I read thriving, but said striving. <laughs> um, words are are uh, a special thing for me. So, anyways, uh, it was kind of funny as you as you talk about the chaos and things. Um, you remember when the camera panned to uh, the club secretary Petrček and Steve Atkins, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, Steve Atkins, the head of uh, Chelsea Communications, which are none right now." <laughs> yeah, they they uh, the commentary was a little harsh. Mm. Harsh on Atkins uh, yesterday, but yeah, like, what do you say right now other than what is being said with, you know, statements by people who don't want to get sued? I mean, like, that's... Well, I mean, look, they tried talking about sporting integrity and that didn't work, so they just clam back up. Yeah, hey, fellas, how about we just... (laughs) How about we stick to what we know, huh? How about we... I'm going to do that. Uh, But yeah, tidy march nonetheless, Nick. So uh, perfect record, um, you know... 15 so plus plus 11 goal difference you know advancing in all the competitions mm-hmm. um there was a point where we were quite worried about the, the the table and positioning and points things like that but it uh it was a flawless march really 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 proud of this team i mean i i can't imagine what they're going through on a day-to-day week-to-week basis i can't imagine you know, there, there's always uncertainty at Chelsea. This is like the ultimate level of uncertainty with where, you know, their careers, their livelihoods, all these competitions. Are we going to be able to rent a bus to drive to middle, you know, all this stuff, right? It's just, 
insane at how resolved they look right now just to prove everyone wrong. Um, and, you know, again, Thomas Tuchel leading, leading the band, but the, the performance yesterday was so professional. The performance at midweek was so passionate um, and driven. And it was that way the entire month uh, amidst all this craziness. So, look, it hopefully the outside noise will become less as as things progress with the sale and we get new ownership in. I think it's still going to be rocky for, for a certain amount of time as everyone gets settled in. But what you, you could have forgiven this team, Dan, for if they would have folded during this month, if they would have got knocked out of the Champions League, if they would have got knocked out of the FA Cup and everyone would have, well, not everyone, um, the rest of the world would have been like laughing at us. But um, the I think the sporting world would have probably understood you know why that happened they just thrived chelsea's chaos engine is fueled <laughs> fully fueled and is continuing to push full steam ahead as it were in every competition tuchel just continues to i mean flawlessly answer questions i really don't think he's had a misstep or misspoke in any capacity. I mean, I think the Joe Cole dropping the typical for prime minister comment was, was quite wonderful as well. And the player response has been fantastic too. And this is still with injuries with players who are not available or, you know, um, you know, not kind of at the fitness they need to be. Uh, I'm, I'm super impressed. March is the antithesis of, uh, of December. Like this is the anti-December is March. And I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, absolutely, I, I echo those sentiments about Tuchel. Like, he has um, stood up and been so magnificent. Like, you know, I don't. Know, people have been reflecting on. Imagine if different Chelsea man- managers were trying to navigate this period. I feel like this this guy more 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 than anyone is is a manager that we really need to give him as much time as possible. Do you know what I mean? It, it really. And I was thinking this morning actually about. I'm kind of thankful to PSG, right? Not just because they sacked Tuchel and uh, obviously came to Chelsea and it's been wonderful since, but because they're such a freak show of a club that he's come to Chelsea and just been like appreciated it so much more. And it's something he's maintained since he's arrived at Stamford Bridge. Like, I feel the support. I feel the allowance for me to produce my best work. And he's he's always echoed this since as soon as he got his feet under the desk. And he's doing it again now in these turbulent, messed up times. And I'm kind of thankful that PSG is such a fucking shit show to the <laughs> to the to the point where like he can't do his football. He has to play these guys. People are going off to like fashion shows, and he's like, "What the hell?" And then he comes to Chelsea. He's allowed to coach. He's supported by Marina. There's open dialogue. So when we are come to this really difficult time he's like no i'm more supported here i'm happy here and these man united rumors have come up and it really feels like he sees chelsea as a perfect fit almost like it's fate you know and it doesn't matter that this this stuff is happening because he's found his club that allows him to produce his highest level of productivity as a coach uh, and i feel like that's the you know the case and I'm, I'm so thankful for him and i feel like he's so thankful for us and that's what pissed me off on a slight tangent in the media when not just Jamie Carragher saying oh yeah Man United should get Thomas Tuchel I get it I get why they're saying it right you know but the truth is what all these pundits are doing when they suggest this they're forgetting that oh yeah he won the Champions League for Chelsea he's an amazing statesman he's an amazing speaker 
Well, yeah, all true, but also Chelsea won the Champions League for him kind of in a way as well. They did it together. It was like a perfect union. They support each other. They work together. They offer him the environment and he's constantly been praising that. And that's what's been winding me up that it's just been, you know, us Chelsea fans know it. But, you know, it's classic that pundits don't mention it. It's almost as if he doesn't have license in his own decision. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you know, know like uh, if Man United call him, he doesn't have to pick up the fucking phone. <laughs> No, uh, I mean, yeah. and I'm sure they will, but because they'd be stupid not to. But he doesn't have to answer, and he doesn't. Uh, if if you were looking at these two teams, and and this is with the current chaos, I don't know of many managers who would choose to go to United right now. Like yeah. that, that's how messed up they are. You can't like, tell me it's a step up. Like we're not a feeder club for not. fucking Manchester United. Like they're a dumpster yeah. fire. And the way I look at it as well is that you know. The, the media are just fabricating shit right now because it's easy and they can get away with it. You know, no one's really going to press them on the Chelsea side about it. And so it, it's it's easy for them in that sense. But, you know, Tuchel has been uh, flawless, you know, and, and to, to your point, Ann, uh Chelsea are rewarded for doing the scouting, doing their business, vetting Tuchel, bringing him in when they had the chance. United mm. had a managerial change or an opportunity to make a change last year as well. I mean, they hung on yeah, to Ole yeah. far too long. That's on them. That is poor club management. Chelsea are are way better uh, in every sense of the word, and we're rewarded for getting the right guy and paying him a shit yeah. ton of money to do it. So, And P PSG, P Paris, sorry, mate, but parallels right now between PSG and Man United, if you ask me as well. So oh, yeah. he would be like, no, thank you. Uh, most definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tuchel also reflecting on his players, right? And just, Dan, the, 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 he's continuing to... to support them, praise them every opportunity he has. And I mean, rightly so. Yeah, the, the quote in the post-match press conference for those who did not uh, find it themselves. No, they have impressed me, not surprised me. At one point, we needed to accept we didn't cause the situation, we can't influence the situation, and we can't change the situation no matter what we do or how much we talk about it. We have to find a certain level of accepting the situation and refocusing on what we can influence. That is our performance. It's got him laser focused. And th this is why. This is why, Nick. Only need a few more goals. Only need a couple clean sheets. Champions yeah. League back to back is incoming. I'm just, I'm looking to get through the next few weeks first, Dan, if you don't mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that pressed about the Champions League. Everyone's like, oh, but we can win. The I'm totally chill. I'm quite agnostic about it. I'm like, mate, we're current champions of Europe. Yeah, it'd be nice to retain it. But I feel like the pressure's kind of off. Like when you've just won it, like it'd be great to retain it. But like, yeah, you know, it's still going to be a matter of months away since we've won it. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I would just say this too. I mean, like th this team clearly is on a tear since I think late December when we finally started winning again and not drawing and, and stuff like that. But this team hasn't lost that much this year. Right. Wait, what's like, that? What's the stat? Like, out of twelve games, we've only lost the Liverpool final. That wasn't a loss. It's a draw in ninety minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like, not to fuel Dan's fire over here, but like, the the team is. This is not a team that Real Madrid wants to play. This is not a team uh, that very many teams in Europe want to play. Uh, and so, yeah, I loved I loved his response. I loved Tuchel's response to this, saying we just want to be the team that no one wants to play again and again and again and again, because it, it, we, we always look at these other teams because we had such an up and down relationship in the champions league for so long. Like, Oh, we don't, 
we don't want to play Real Madrid or Barcelona this year because of Messi and all this other shit. No one wants to play us. Nobody. And it doesn't mean that we're going to win it again. It just means that it's going to be really, really, really hard for anyone who comes up against us. Yeah, I'm buzzing, man. I love the Real Madrid. All I know is on the Real Madrid subreddit, there is a thread that someone posted that was, am I wrong to be less worried about Chelsea than I was about PSG? And if that's the mentality that they're walking into this with, Yes, super. super. Sign <laughs> me the fuck up. Let's just book oh, yeah. the tickets to Paris now. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this one back all for right. as much as I would Reel it as in. much as I would love to uh, see Yann in Paris in a, in a few months. Um, one step at a time. Bien sûr, bien sûr, mon See, we we actually would be hiring you as our translator uh, for the trip. They have, they have fine tattoo cool. shops there as well. I hear. I'll be all right then. Yeah. yeah. Tattoos in French. <laughs> um, <laughs> my Tinder, my Tinder, my Tinder bio right there. <laughs> so a few other things we want to touch on. Um, nope, actually, never mind. We were going to talk about Lukaku and Silva, but Ian stole the show earlier, so. Oh, we can do. I mean, uh, you know, Lukaku r- wasted. In many ways, maybe needs John Champion. The announcer went two footed in on him uh, in this match. I don't know if you guys remember. He said uh, Lukaku really uh, struggling for a goal uh, these days would be happy for a tap in when he got his. I like. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, definitely Havertz is the number one uh, in the uh, mm. co- in the uh, the 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 top competitions, Champions League, whatever we're playing in. Lukaku's obviously had to fill kind of a bit of a role, which probably is not ideal for him in those senses. But um, it, I hope he realized today when he makes the deep runs into the box, uh, good things happen. He had one, almost had two. The other one where they had their diving header inside their own six, mm. where he somehow didn't OG it. Um, almost got his foot on that one as well. So it, you know, he's he's still getting chances. The effort and goal opportunities are usually directly correlated for him. Yeah, it's the, I do feel bad for him, like because he wants to run towards goal. He doesn't like, and he can combine if he's high in confidence. He can do one touch combinations and whatever, but he needs to be running towards goal in that right channel, and he will destroy worlds. And like he did that into, he's done that for Belgium. He's played right wing for Belgium. People say his best performance for Belgium was in the World Cup when he played right wing against Brazil. He like absolutely ate them alive. Um, and you know he can he can do that. He can be a ama- he can be amazing. Like you know if he, if he was playing for Tottenham, he'd score loads of goals. You know. Know, um, you know, he'd probably play really well with Kane, you know, if Kane drops deep and, and plays up to Lukaku. I'm not saying we should sell Lukaku to Tottenham. I'm just talking about there is, a, you know, many of your listeners will probably agree there's a, a potentially world-class player in there. Well, there is. We paid 100 million for him if applied appropriately. But, you know, this is this has all been covered before, I think. Yeah. So. I, I was just going to say about his performance yesterday, like Middlesbrough played the worst possible game they could have played against him. They gave him... Uh, they essentially man-marked him and gave him tons of space on either side of that man. And all we had to do is feed the ball into him. There's plenty of open totally. lanes for him to begin to connect with other players and, and all that stuff. That's what I was looking for. I mean, the tap-in's obviously great, and it got us off the uh, off onto a strong start yesterday. But I, I would just look at the pattern of play that that he used yesterday. It wasn't bully ball all the time. It was it was kind of a a better movement performance from him, uh, yeah. where I think he was actively calling for the ball we couldn't get it to him all the time again which has been a problem this year uh but i thought it was a better performance and again it's a it's an fa cup uh, quarterfinal against a championship team that is not very good and uh, well can, you know can, 
can I just say on that, Nick, they eliminated, we haven't mentioned this the whole show, but they eliminated Tottenham and Man United, but they came up against a big boy those team are, Those today. are conference league teams. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But like, for, even know, the Europa League. Wilder did say that. It was like, oh, you know, we uh, we got past Man United. We deservedly beat Tottenham. But, you know, we came up against someone different today. And I was just like, yep, a different, you know, different gravy, mate. So, I you know, it just needs to be said for in the episode that there's just levels, you know. Without, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, Thiago Silva, again, touch of class. Uh, perfect. Benjamin I, Button. I think perfect. Captain material, like leader, reads the game so well. I mean, we're just saying the same shit every week, Nick, about him. It's just we're trying, and I just want to make sure at least there was an effort on our part to talk about how good he is. He's amazing. He's amazing. It's so easy for him. He makes it look so effortless, Dan. I don't. If if we get this form, Tiago Silva, through the end of the year, uh, we're in a really good spot. New well, language again. New league. It, it, new team. It's just, no it's problem. Just a couple matches. Where you need a couple of key personnel available. Okay. Thiago Silva, N'Golo Conte, <sighs> Reese James, Kai Havertz is scoring for him. Just just look. We need him for like six more matches the remainder of the season. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's going to be a consistent theme <laughs> from you. I totally get it. We're going to be talking about like the new owners and Dan's like, yeah, look, all we need from them is $150 million, a couple private jets, and we got ourselves another Champions League. Like, no problem. Uh, anyways, <laughs> well, look, uh, uh, being able to fuel the jet is, uh, is problem number one. Yeah. You're not wrong. Sounds like, uh, he suddenly was from like the Bronx as well when he was li- lining up that plan from your accent. <laughs> you were just putting there. Well, I don't, I don't want to accidentally mislead anyone on a potential bid or any insider information that I don't have. So I nearly, I, I nearly did the accent as well, but I thought there's a lot of Americans <laughs> listening to this. I'm don't want to embarrass myself. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you I was close, but it's an international <laughs> audience, but yeah, definitely skews, uh, American on that one. Anyways, Dan of the sure. match, uh, how, how'd it go for you on this one? I think it went fine. Yeah. Uh, put Mason Mount to Thiago Silva, Ziesh, and then I put another, cause I really thought those were the three standouts on the day and uh, a fourth one i think you've had a howler there though Dan. mendy thank you what no shots the fact that the fact that tiago silva's not in there is wild silva's <laughs> second, what? The second option <laughs> oh no he is it is no it is okay no it's fine yeah you know what? The reverse howler. <laughs> <laughs> you're like who's this <laughs> silva do you know why Oh man, I was looking. Not only was I <laughs> happy to like call you up on that, I was planning it as well, which makes it so much worse. <laughs> I obviously, I obviously looked at it. I was like, he's he's left out Tiago. There's Silva. no Tiago in here. You fucking tried to wild I'm, coyote I, this roadrunner, and you I, failed. <laughs> yeah, I completely oh fucked my myself. Gosh. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. Anyway, what do we? Mason Mount won at uh, 46 percent. Huh? Tiago Silva with 42 percent, and Ziesh with 11 percent. No uh, birthday 1% love. One percent for other, but nobody left a comment. <laughs> All right. Well, some final thoughts on this one, at least how the, the results Oof. have shaken up in this one. Um, Middlesbrough losing to Chelsea 2 nothing. Palace smoking Frank Lampard's Everton 4 nothing. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Can I get a Cal- Connor Gallagher check? Um, nah, no, not on the goals, the scoring sheet, but I'm sure he bossed it. He did really well. I think he won man of the match, maybe. 
believe yeah, I think that he did. is I think fantastic. Yeah, he won man of the match. Uh, so I feel bad for Frank. But yeah. City bursting through on Southampton 4-1, uh, actually scoring all five goals with an own goal. And then Liverpool play Nottingham Forest later today and about an hour from recording time. And then the draw is also later today as well. It'll be out um, you know, Sunday afternoon, so you'll know who Chelsea play uh, at that point. So um, you tell us how it went. Um, go and do it. <laughs> FA Cup, we're gonna we're gonna go back, uh, Yannick, three years in a row. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. We'll get to the final, um, I think, and um, that doesn't really mean anything anymore. Chelsea getting to the cup final, does it? Like, obviously, what was the last time we won? It would have been eighteen against Man United. Yeah, with under Conte. I remember I I went to the first Conte Cup final. Conte Cup final, not Conte again. We uh, we lost to Arsenal. Handball. That was awful at the time. Yeah, I then I then went to the um, League Cup final with Sari, uh, and we lost to Man City on penalty. You know the Kepa, the Kepa one. So please oh, do not buy a ticket to any upcoming cup. I've not been. I've not been since. I don't believe, you know we've not going to be allowed to. No, that's it. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously you'd say we want Palace in it, and but I mean, because yep. it's got to be sure Liverpool. Sure did. Ziyech got it? the goal. Um, I don't know. We beat. We beat we beat City before in the FA Cup semi final last season. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And our form against them has been far uh, inferior this season compared to the first kind of run under under Tuchel. But uh, I'm assuming loan rules don't count in cup competitions. And if we did play Palace, Connor probably would be eligible. Is my guess. Maybe under request. No, yeah, you have to request. Because do you remember when Frank Lampard brought his derby to Stamford Bridge? It was at that game as well when we somehow won, even though because they kept scoring own goals, even though they played Please, Palace. And, uh, actually, we can just say there's no administration right now. So read, we, yeah, read well, Frank, 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 it's yeah. going to get right lost now, in the, the paperwork here. We got a lot of stuff piling up. Exactly, uh, but, but we'll get, Frank we'll had to, to come on the phone. Uh, 2023. Mason. But that's the thing, though, because because it, it was Frank. It was like, oh, go on, Frank. You you know, you're doing your manager thing at Derby. It's Tamori, and it was um, Mason. Uh, Matt Mason, Mason, of course. So, but now it's like, you know, Vieira. You're not Lampard, no. <laughs> so uh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. All right. It's like uh, the bouncer at the at the you know start of the club, just like, uh, sorry, Patrick, uh, you are you're not on the list. Sorry. Yeah, yeah um, that's it. No Conor Gallagher. Well, we'll see. It would be not. It would be horrible. It would be horrible to say no. Actually, wouldn't it for that? For the I, kid. I think, given the sporting integrity stuff, we just say yes. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> just yeah. let it fly, fellas. Yeah, as long as, they, as long as no Palace fans are allowed into Wembley, Conor can play. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, it was good having you back. Thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me, man. It's been yeah, it's been fun. Sorry you had to stare at the side of my face, but I enjoyed uh, enjoyed it very much. <laughs> Tell tell Likewise. the people what you have coming up on on the channel and stuff like that. Is this like hot ones? This camera, yeah. this camera, this camera. Um, I don't know what I've got coming. I'm covering I'm covering the takeover. Obviously, I'm doing a lot of uh, news reactions. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, instantaneous stuff. It's um, daily uploads, of course. Um, you know, you're you're welcome to follow me at Football Therapy. Uh, and yeah, man, and you know, check out my um, Instagram for exclusive nudes at Football Yannick. Sorry, did you say news? <laughs> New, no, nudes, naked okay, pictures yeah. of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, noodles, N-O-O-D-L-E-S. 
Absolutely. Couple ramen, yeah, yeah, top yeah, yeah. pot. Boy, got got some macaroni cooking up later. You guys, sure. it's hot. Sure. It's yeah, hot. Well, well, it's good. Obviously, if we get over, we'll let you know. It'd be lovely to see you as always, Ian. But uh, that's gonna wrap us up, ladies and gentlemen. Plenty more content coming at you. So, uh, just keep opening the podcast app. You're probably gonna find a new episode every time you do it. So until next time, Chelsea fans, yep. you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.